0: From the heart of Franklin, Texas, this is Dangerously Wrong. Breaking news today. Joe Biden just got off live telecast with new sanctions against Russia. Will it help? We will cover that as we're still jotting down those things. Great show. Great to have you here. We jump in I don't know what your week looked like, but David's week featured the greatest bonfire in the history of bonfires. Uh, Dave, you want to talk a little bit about your bonfire extravaganza? No, not really. So Dave had a youth bonfire event, and several weeks ago I said, youth bonfire, what could go wrong? And uh, people just laughed.
1: Meanwhile, I mean, this is the second bonfire we've done. The first
0: one was perfectly fine. This one was perfectly fine. It was perfectly fine. Raging hit. Before... So I'm I'm hanging around the church. It's uh, like five thirty. I noticed the youth bus hasn't rolled out yet because apparently can't find a speaker. Five thirty. Yeah, yeah, it was like five thirty, no, five forty-five. It was like five forty-five. And uh, needless to say, the bus was, when the bus to was leave. late departing because the stuff wasn't ready to go. But anyways, uh, I mentioned to the security guys who were hanging around, like anybody want to roll out to the bonfire with me? And they said, Why? I said, You know, just as a pastor. I've learned when the youth are doing an event, it's a good. It's just a good rule of thumb to swing by. I invited appearance. you to come. Just a good rule of thumb to swing by. And I just want
1: you, everybody to know, I invited him to come. Yeah, I was glad to
0: see him there, but I did not need to be there. Exactly. But I, in my in my infinite wisdom, I knew to be there. So as I pulled off onto the road, I was showing one of our friends. I was showing him some of the the. Uh, houses around where we were hey this is who lives there this is who, we're going down this the road and I, I see this car to the right of us i don't remember there being a, it's a very tiny road i mean it's really very not tiny. even a road it's like an it's an easement road yes that they poured into their uh into their field there is a car in the field other side of the fence other side of the fence. <laughs> I said, when I
1: pulled up, I said, <laughs> what are you doing over there? I didn't see the hole. Right. I said, did you take a wrong turn? She said, no. I drove through the fence.
0: She said, I said, you drove through said, the fence. She said, I just hit a rock. <laughs> so. A rock at probably 40 miles an hour. And maybe a phone in her hand. And hands. probably texting. Who knows? Yep. Who no, knows? No, 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 not who knows. We know. <laughs> he knows <laughs> <laughs> he knows
1: the lord knows and, so, and we know and so a handful of us mobilized i probably
0: shouldn't have mobilized i probably should have went down to the bonfire yeah but, but i took i took care of the bonfire which didn't have enough pizza you were expecting that's Jesus true. to when you were I expecting jesus did, to when show i up. got there there was still pizza left you were you were expecting you just jesus said to people show don't up eat and cheese pizza sausage that's and why i only got that two thing. cheese pizzas yeah, but you only got four pizzas. No, I got five. Oh, wow. A whole eight Here more slices. The issue.
1: Here's the issue. When the middle scorers got out of Dustin's truck, I guarantee you they ravaged through The issue was right you away. had
0: 40 total people at a bonfire, and you had five pizzas. That's the issue. That's that's Biden there was math still, right there. There was still pizza left over. There was not. There was still pizza left over. People also, were
1: still eating pizza when I, walked down, were when I got down there. There
0: were skewer sticks. There were skewer sticks. All right, hear me out, listeners. And we're about how long were the skewer sticks? Why don't you just tell the people? I don't know
1: the length of a of a of a computer. Like okay, a, like I would a, say like less than twelve inches. Less than twelve inches. Yeah, whatever. Bronson's complaining because he burned his hand. Yeah. Well, because there's a little fire. We l- purposefully built a smaller fire pit to roast s'mores on.
0: Yeah, it was still hot. Suck it up. Anyways. The
1: spread was fantastic.
0: The What about the cups for uh, hot chocolate? Warren took care of that. Oh, there were no cups for hot chocolate. Warren took care of that. So I put the hot chocolate mix in my mouth. See, and Bronson I put my,
1: is trying to yeah. make this seem like it was terrible. But if the only thing that I forgot really was
0: the cups, then that's a W. <laughs> Just, the 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 whole essence of the bonfire was hot chocolate s'mores and pizza. That no, was the whole. Event. I chose hot chocolate last
1: minute. I was like, I'm gonna bring hot chocolate.
0: This would be perfect. It was obvious. Oh, it was about 37 degrees. Exactly. And so no one could have hot chocolate. Anyways, the, it was fine. It was a rocking good time. Anytime a car goes through a fence to kick off the bonfire, it's a great time, dude. You know, you know it's gonna be. You know it's gonna be good, and
1: you can, and just we just proved like you can have that much fun
0: without alcoholic beverages. There were, it was good. Uh, no, there was no alcohol involved in driving through the fence. Nope. (laughs) Or your decision not to bring cups. (laughs) Seems like it would be better. Seems like I'd be looking to blame it on something. But what really sucked about
1: what really sucked about the whole thing is just the 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 burning of gas getting out there because if you know if you notice anything about driving around lately you've probably been paying five six seven bucks a gallon i spent 90 bucks yesterday filling up my truck i haven't spent 90 bucks filling up that truck in
0: three years well 2008 was the last time gas prices were this high so
1: well i wasn't
0: driving in you know who doesn't have to spend 90 bucks filling up their car you, Bronson's me. got this perfect pro plan. Pro tip. It's pro tip. He told me to do it. I don't How much think it adds up. You went You went yesterday, you filled up your truck. Yep. Right? How much you pay? 90 bucks. 90 bucks. What did I tell you? If you'd only put two gallons in, only cost you eight bucks. Boom. Problem solved. Problem solved. Then you just fill up eight bucks every two days? Yeah, but then you never have to pay a hundred bucks. It only cost you $8 to fill up your truck. I think it adds up. I fi- I filled up my car, eight dollars seven ninety nine. Actually, sent you a picture. You trying to be like Doctor? I sent you a picture. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the tip. That's what they say. That's you either just fill up two gallons at a time or did, buy an uh, EV. Did my ex say that, Jin Your ex, dude. She's still your girlfriend. No, she's not. I hate Stop her. Stop it. This conversation has gone off the rails, <laughs> and it's about how things that you're in charge of go. David's job was to drive conversation for the podcast today. Just so you know. We drove it straight to the fence like that girl at the podcast. Yo, gas prices are we just high. Started, man. Gas prices are high. Gas prices are high. Yes, is, is that is that what you're wanting to talk about right now?
1: Well, I just think it's funny. I think we we haven't really talked about inflation.
0: What about two? What about should we try two weeks to lower gas prices?
1: Ooh, two Why weeks aren't to flatten we the spike. That. Why aren't we pitching that, Joe Biden?
0: Uh, I feel like it's a decent thing to do. It's he not did
1: that hard. He he was asked. Joe, what are you doing to combat this? And he said, there's nothing I can do.
0: It's Russia's fault. Well, I mean, to me, if I follow the logic that's been mapped out before us, we are to stop driving. Where That would be to be kind. If we all put a pause on our driving, is that not the greatest way to love our neighbor?
1: Well, hey, yeah, true. I was actually thinking that when that girl drove through the
0: fence. If she hadn't been driving, two weeks to flatten the spike. <laughs> I can't I mean, look, stupid. here's what we know. we know gas prices are through the roof. We know gas stations are overwhelmed with people trying to get gas. Hey, where'd you get gas at yesterday? Mud Creek is cheaper, I know, but the quality of gas is better at Mud Creek. That's why it's more expensive. you See, get and when I was you get better you gas know mileage. and
1: you know what I was thinking when I was filling up what? I said there's a there's a price for convenience. You remember saying that?
0: Yes. But Safco's more convenient.
1: Not really though because it was jam packed full of people when I was trying to go. Well, now to creek that, and there was one vehicle. I don't know what I'm that like, has to do. I'm
0: trying to be very serious here, David. Oh, uh, well, this is about here's gas why. and our our the administration doesn't take it very seriously. No, so. I don't think you're taking it very serious. Listen, here's what have we not learned anything in the last 2 years? If we care about grandmothers, we should stop driving. Because how selfish is it of us that we take our car and we fill up gas while grandma then has to wait in the back of the line? You don't care about grandmothers. Well, grandma could have easily gotten to McGreek yesterday. And if we all quit driving, that would drive demand down, which would drive price down. And grandmothers who are on fixed incomes, they would be able, I feel like, you're selfish for driving. You should have walked over here today. Mm. Do it for grandmother. I'm going to buy a
1: bike. Do it for your grandmother. Just to do it for grandma. I'm going to buy a two-seater bike, and I'll
0: come pick you up for work every day. I just think since we don't have masks to wear anymore, the Babylon Bee wondered, how how can we show our righteousness for our love of neighbor without masks? How? Quit driving. Perfect. I love it.
1: I'm going to walk home. Can I leave my children? Do you want to have a
0: can I just say a legitimate issue with the gas prices because I, I have thought a lot about this wait that wasn't legitimate in this well I mean it's perfect the solution but you're not taking it very serious so I'll just move on I just I just it's hard to I loved my grandparents you clearly don't love yours so if your grandma out there just know contrary to popular belief I just am on the record Johnson now Bronson loves old people Bronson loves old people and Pubs I did. just made a very articulate argument for protecting old people yes he did very okay. much so. Stop driving. Play hymns. Mm. There you go.
1: Hey, we're doing that hymn sing, done. <laughs> done, done. <This> <laughs> not and a, ice cream can't have, have one without the other. It's
0: <laughs> not a show for that, but I have thought about this a lot recently because there are just a few fallacies. It's not. It's not worth covering this extensively, but because the Biden administration is not going to change. But there's a there's a few fallacies with the energy model. Okay, number one, the oil is going to be drilled somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So. If you're out there and you're you hear the statements about the the green energy push or or whatever, here's what you're missing, okay? China is the number one contributor of of pollutants in the world. So they're saying it's a global it's a global crisis, right? The global environmental movement. Okay, well China is the greatest offender right. of it all, and we're not doing anything to stop them. Number one. Number two, the oil is going to be drilled somewhere. Yeah. So right now, it's being drilled in Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Russia, Canada, because we're refusing. Now all of a sudden, we flip the switch, and we refusing to tap American energy. This is what's so asinine about it all. The the oil's still going to be drilled. Yeah. No one does it cleaner than America. Mm it's still going to be drilled. Now check this out. It's drilled in Russia. It's drilled in Saudi Arabia. It's drilled in Venezuela. Then it's put on a ship and it's shipped across the ocean. Then it's put on a rail car and into a truck. Tell me which is greener, drilling it here and pipelining it to ports across the United States or drilling it overseas and then putting it on tankers, trains, and semis, which, oh, by the way, is the exact same way it's transported from Canada. Mm. Tell me honestly, which is greener? You see, it's, it's just a fallacy of an argument. Mm. Furthermore, the process of fracking today is so incredibly g- green. Natural gas today, so incredibly green green and the way the united states does it is greener now than any other place who does it so if you truly say hey our argument is in essence of green energy and green products then why wouldn't you want to say hey the united states is going to flood the market with it so everyone has to buy our oil and it's no longer incentivizes these other countries to drill which therefore would mean the u.s would get to control the global production and the environmental impact. Which, if you're we doing for f- 4 years? Yeah, well, not for the entirety of 4 years, but we had per- moved ourselves to a ex- ex- yeah. net exporter. But this that's what you truly would do. The Keystone pipeline would be incredibly more green for the environment than loading up the oil in Canada and putting it on rail cars and semis and driving it down to Houston. Mm. I think you're missing the point, Bronson. The point
1: is that we look so good, that we're not pumping our own oil, that we're trying to be green? Bronson, did you know? Did you know that Joe Biden owns a lot of vehicles, but that he doesn't own an well, electric
0: car? I've seen this. It, th- but that's page one. I mean, we've seen this. This is so great. No, it's there's no difference. We we have. This is what we've tried to do on this show: consistent. This is the same Democrats who required mass mandates, then vacation in Florida. Facts. Push EVs. Great place to vacation. Push EVs. Drive Corvettes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's—look, it's, it's look, the end of Revenant the day— engine of his Corvette. Here's the problem with Joe Biden's situation is Joe Biden really has two rules, okay? Number one, he's got to get the U.S. back in the Iran deal that he and Obama got the U.S. into— and then Trump got us out of because he needs to save face in his party. Number two, he has to cripple domestic production because there's a far leftist side of his uh, of his party, which is eco-based tree-hugging activists who don't shave their legs or armpits. And he has to get them back on his side because they single-handedly are who got him elected. Right. And so he has to appease those. And what has happened right now is those two things are in conflict with each other Mm. because of the conflict in Russia. Yeah. So what would get him out of it, and I think that's why you're seeing is we covered it last week. The number one indicator in a midterm election when the party changes power was gas prices. So I think it's why you see the push. He says he's going to release 30 million barrels of oil from the strategic reserves. I hate that. That should only be touched in case of emergency, number one. Number two, he understands gas prices are a problem. That's why they're starting the hashtag blame it on Putin. Yeah. That war's been going on for 15 days is all, just to remind people. uh, People forget, right? Two Fridays ago, think about that. You and I sat here. We watched the beginning of it. Yeah. It's been started on that Thursday. We watched it that Friday. It's now been fifth. This is day 16, going on day 16. So gas prices shot up to $7.58 or whatever in California over 15 days. That that, that doesn't even statistically, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So he's got himself in a bind because he has to appease that side. They're not against production. I think if we truly understood why oil produces, your makeups, your plastics. Like it's not just driving our cars. Mm Mm-hmm. We also forget where would those lithium batteries come from? Awful for the environment. Yeah. Hey, what powers the charging station? The car is battery powered, but how does the charging station produce power to put power in the car? And it like fossil fuels, like gas stuff. I mean, whatever the power plant is, it hooks into whatever your power. Well, here in Franklin, we have a coal power plant. Okay. So if they were to put charging stations in at the Franklin supermarket, you know what those charging stations would be powered by? Coal. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a false argument. Not to mention that the average price is what fifty, uh, whatever it is, fifty sixty thousand dollars. So it's a it's a it's a dumb argument that's full of holes. But
1: but just buy just buy a thirty thirty five thousand electric vehicle. That's all you gotta do.
0: I don't know that you can get a vehicle for thirty five thousand. I mean, I think the baseline Tesla starts at forty. Somewhere so, around there, forty yeah. and fifty. Yeah.
1: So that's all you gotta do. You, well, families that are complaining about gas prices just spend fifty hey, thousand dollars. I will an electric say this, vehicle. it's
0: been a really great opportunity because we have we talk about this often of how you just naturally talk about life with the kids. So last week Hunsley took a supply and demand quiz. So supply and demand, it's going through all of those things, production, demand, all these kinds of things. Well, it's really easy to say, Hey, let me just show you what that looks like in the real world. We have cut production and demand is now high. So look at the gas prices. And I was able to tell them when I was a kid, I remember pulling up to the a sack getting gas for 79 cents, 79 cents a gallon. What a time. To be Two alive. years ago, used 189 to 220, something like yeah. that, and now AA AAA says 429. I think it's the official per gallon number. Yeah, Mud I mean, Creek
1: was four dollars the other day
0: when I went. It's just it's a great opportunity to explain to your kids. Maybe you're pro Trump. Maybe you're pro Biden. I wouldn't answer any question with your kids as this is all Biden's fault or. Trump was the savior. It's a chance to just really answer their question that says at the end of the day, here's what has happened. Production has been cut. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah. Demand is high. That's a fact. COVID is ending. People are ready to travel. This could be such a great time for the economy. Yeah. And instead we've cut production. Demand has been increased. And as a result, price goes through the roof. Mm. But not only that, how does that stuff get here? Well, it comes on a semi. It comes on a rail car. UPS has to ship it or FedEx or whatever. So then if it costs them more to ship it, then it's got to cost the the person selling it to you. They've got to increase the cost. So now what do you have? That's where the inflation number comes from, mm. which now sits at 8%. What does that mean? That means you find a quarter on the ground. It's basically, it's basically a nickel. You find a $10 mm. bill on the ground. It's like a buck 50, right? I mean... So you, you, you're, you're, you're just past the, the cost has to continue to get passed on, and it lands on you and me. It lands on every listener here, that the Franklin supermarket goes to buy milk. It now costs more to make a milk container. It now costs the milk company more to ship it because gas prices go up. So, milk goes from $297 a gallon to $337 a gallon. Now, the supermarket still needs to make the same margin. So, they have to change it from $327 to $427. Now, you have to buy that. And at the end of the day, you got a 2.7% cost of living increase, but it's 8% more to live. So, what happened? You lost 5%. Yeah. Your, your, your dollar, your paycheck, mm-hmm. all, everything that you have is now worth less money. So the money you have in your bank account just lost ground, even though you did nothing. Right. And that's that's where we're at right now.
1: Mm. Yeah, we definitely feel that in the Oglesby household. Uh, why don't you update us on some of the stuff that's going on in Ukraine? What's been happening in the past couple of days? Well, that you've seen. So Maybe to me, that there's two you. different
0: uh, there's two different angles in the Ukraine situation. Number one, I was listening to a guy, Jack Kelly, who is a, no, Jack Carr. Navy SEAL, sniper, he's kind of well-known. I think he wrote a a New York Times bestseller book. I was listening to him echo exactly what you and me said two weeks ago of saying, hey, look, all these people who mocked Russia's advance, they were wrong. Mm. They've had a ton of success. They've been plenty successful. And you look at, where they are right now if again if you think about your map ukraine has the black sea to the south and it has russia to the north poland is to the west and russian forces have come from the black sea in the south they've come from the north and they've come from the east and what's about to happen is troops in both the north and the south are coming very close to converging and you've got this now over 2 million people who've fled west, mostly to Poland. Poland has now said, hey, this refugee situation is about to collapse. We we, we cannot continue to sustain it. Yeah. I, I wish we had the clip because it's not funny, but it's just they sent Kamala to Poland. She laughed off the situation. You know, to me, there's a whole bunch of angles. There's... There's what's practically happening, there's what's being reported, and there's what I fear. Um, let's just start there. One, you're seeing the result of war not being blind in this social media age. And I think I that's Because you're seeing everything that's happening. Correct. Which has introduced a major emotional component, right? I mean, right. it's hard, I will admit. You see these mass graves? I mean, they're just putting people in body bags and throwing them in trenches. I mean, I've watched
1: videos of of Russia bombing like children's hospitals. Hospital like like and all you hear in the background is screaming kids, you hear people yelling, kids are stuck under the rubble like it's a horrific
0: scene. And th- well, and that's that's the that's the situation. That is, that's the situation that is unfolding practically on the ground. Russia's advances have been incredibly successful. I think they're doing exactly what they planned. Maybe not exactly what they planned, but yes. Maybe it's going a little bit slower yeah, I mean, than the they Ukra- thought. You, you can't deny that the Ukrainian resistance has been strong. Although, think about this. Have you heard of one Ukrainian mission? Mm-mm. No, it's they're, they're playing defense, yeah, right? They're playing defense. They're firing Retreating, firing and retreating, and they're retreating to symbolic places. They're trying to hold Kiev. They're trying to hold Lviv. They're trying to hold Odessa. Now, maybe, just maybe, there's a reason they're trying to hold those three places, but that's currently where they're trying to hold. Odessa's on the Black Sea. Lviv is far west towards Poland, and Kiev in the north, close to the border with Russia, where even today as we're sitting here friday about 10 miles it appears russian forces they're shelling the the outskirts but but ukraine 4 million people i mean you're talking a major city so yeah. the the metro what i heard the metropolitan area of kiev is larger than the 5 boroughs of new york put together so okay. you got to think about that right you're marching in with a tank well it looks so simple on the map <laughs> you know but it's just takes a long time so they're shelling and they're shelling and they're shelling they're having success. You can't deny that. Now, Absolutely. what I would add, and I, I'm not a war expert. I'm just I'm just giving information that I've heard. But, but there are things I know is, and that is that Russia cannot occupy Ukraine. Right? They, they don't have they don't have the ability. To keep a military power there like we did in Afghanistan or Iraq for 20 years and say anytime something kind of blows up, we come in and suppress it. That's that's just not how Russia operates. That's not how the, the whole Russian system is built on putting a government in place that is favorable to you, using the KJB, using secret police to find dissidents to hear underground information and then to go squash those people or kill them or poison them or put them in prison whatever that's really how russia operates so you look at the united states the most technologically advanced army in the history of the world would you say iraq and afghanistan were a success
1: it's hard to say no it's a
0: total failure 20 years total failure loss of life through the roof we then bail out we lose resources behind we couldn't successfully occupy iraq and afghanistan and we're the greatest military force in the history of the world mm. so i that that's the part that i don't know and i don't know that anyone knows what is the what is the exit ramp did we talk about that last week, or uh, the week before? like what's, what's the end game I yeah like how's think. a way that this could come to an end where putin could say look i was victorious and the world could say hey completely look completely crushed we were victorious And we both feel like we won, you know, because Putin's not going to go down in defeat. Right. That will involve nuclear weapons before. So that's where we're at today, which side note, I think is unique. For four years, the media reported daily that the world was going to end because President Trump was a loose cannon and we were on the verge of World War Three. The reality is today, man. You know, several of the people in the office this week, hey, why are you watching this? Leah last night asking me, like, hey, why do you stay up on this? Well, we're literally more on the verge of World War III today than my generation has ever known, and the media is dead silent on it. Yeah. So that moves us from what's practically happening to these other things where I'm just trying to do all the reading and all the research I can to say, what else is here? Yeah. there's a couple things that that are what else are here. One of those things I wonder where's China and Iran? What are they doing behind the scenes? they're they're obviously the G7 so those are the the greatest seven economies that they make up half the world's economy. They announced today that's what we teased at the beginning new sanctions. those sanctions are no oil from Russia, no diamond imports, no vodka imports, no high-end product imports. United States is going to remove favored nation status from Russia that means favored nation status means two nations agree to trade on the best possible terms lowest tariffs lowest barriers they're going to remove that that was something Trump did to China and increase military weapons so what does that mean you know I I don't really know that's what's happening right now but what the world forgets in our woke ideology bubble is that that's only half the puzzle so you've got a whole bunch of other powerful countries and powerful economies and powerful militaries. we are kind of using this as a like a smoke screen. Maybe. To get some things done behind the scenes while eyes are off them. Or like, okay, so Russia can't sell their goods to the U.S. market anymore. Mm, well, there's billions and billions and billions of Chinese. I think they'll find a place to sell it. Yeah. you you got to think. NATO is just a, NATO's a small part of the world yeah you know like r- Russia will find outlets to sell their goods like like this is just so crazy these are the things that concern me from the standpoint of like hey we pressure at what point so 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 why is the U.S not allowing the NATO forces particularly Poland? to send the MiG-29 planes to Ukraine? I mean, the general answer is, well, that would look like a provocational war, and we don't want to draw Russia into this war. We don't want to be drawn into war with Russia. So Poland has these MiG-29s. Ukraine wants them. Apparently, the Ukrainian pilots are trained in flying them. So Poland says, hey, you can come get them. Send these pilots over to Poland. You'll take off here. You'll fly them into Ukraine and you can use them. Then the United States will replace. The United States will send some F-15s and some similar planes to Poland to replace their supply. Then it was like, no, that's too controversial. So Poland's going to fly the planes from Poland to Ramstein, which is a NATO airbase. And then the Ukrainian pilots can get it. Well, no, that would be seen as drawing NATO countries into a war with Russia okay well then at what point are all these other sanctions do we fear could could be where Putin says enough right like tell me how do you draw the line between what is a sanction and what's a provocation for war yeah i I think when
1: I when I think of that and I think of just I can I think we can agree that like, Putin is trying to get others involved so that he has an excuse um, to uh, to provoke war with other countries. Well,
0: that's actually part of Russia's military doctrine.
1: And so, like, if you're NATO, you've got to be careful because... And I think that's where they're having an issue is they, like, they know that. Like, if we supply... Ukraine with these fighter jets or whatever then Russia's going to come after us because they think that we're in on this and I think it's the same thing with us like like we're sending money to Ukraine for whatever reason uh and I just think that's kind of ammunition for Putin to say okay I'm just saying you're against it is
0: there a line? Hi- hypothetically, where do you, where it where is the line? Hypothetically speaking, what do you just completely you can, cut so you can, off Russia? So you can't send a plane, but you can send anti tank javelins and money, Stinger missiles. Right? Like, h- how do we know where Putin's going to draw the line? Yeah. we in our moral compass are drawing the line at we for us we are drawing the line at we're sending weapons and we're applying sanctions but is that where putin's going to draw the line Probably not. so what what is the difference what's the difference between a plane and a stinger missile that's a sam system surface to air missile system what's the difference one flies and one doesn't they're both weapons so what putin's putin's gonna agree with the, our distinction <laughs> It's kind of like COVID
1: going away when you sit down at a dinner table.
0: Uh, Except that this could freaking end the world. So I don't, I just don't, I don't understand. And what, what really concerns me is I don't know who to trust Mm. because they just put up right here, 42 Republican Congress members support sending the jets to Ukraine Didn't we vote to send like a big sum of money over to Ukraine? Fourteen billion dollars. Okay. You know how much went to the border? How much? One point four. So again, I'm just I'm just suspicious. Republican leadership comes out and says Hey, you know Mitch McConnell. Uh, the number that we uh, decided on was a uh, fourteen billion. Right? Like, okay, because you got stock in who?
1: That's what, that was my night. Like, why? Like, why are we doing this? Like, what skin? This well, sounds Mr. like a bad question, Mister Conspiracy what, Theorist. What, it would depend what, on who you ask. What skin do we have in the game? You know,
0: we don't have any skin.
1: You and me, what skin does the United States of America insider trading? Have in I, the game. I mean
0: look, we could drive this thing as deep as you want to get. But let's just play a hypothetical, because obviously this would never happen. But let's say a congressman knew that the US was going to purchase a whole bunch of weapons, missile systems. I feel like this actually and happened. They were going to send those missile systems to another country. And so let's say they went and bought a bunch of stock in Company X, then went back to Congress, approved the spending bill. And it wasn't just $4 billion. It was $14 billion. And lo and behold, who gets to produce those Stinger missile systems? Company X, who happens to own stock in Company X? Those congressmen and women who just, is that possible? 100%. Sounds like it actually happened. It's happened a lot. (laughs) So... You know, to me it's strange. Why why are we flooding Ukraine with billions of dollars? If we care about Ukraine, intervene. If we don't care about Ukraine, get out. That's the thing is
1: like that's not a that's not a hypothetical, that's actually happening and I that's we don't these people don't care about Ukrainians. They don't care about the country of Ukraine.
0: That's right. I I agree.
1: You know, and I think it's, I think there's two factors. One, money's involved.
0: Money's always involved. By the way, it's just, they've just updated the total. That's what we were pausing for. Now, 2.5 million people have left Ukraine. And they're flooding into NATO country? Well, most are going to Poland. Okay. You know, but... What they're trying to do, just because Poland's the easiest place, what they're trying to do is they're trying to then get them from Poland to other places. I saw Israel has agreed to take on whatever—I don't know—quarter of a million or something. Mm. Imagine, imagine flooding Texas with two million people tomorrow. It'd be insane. Yeah, I mean, imagine what it would do—the school system, housing system, right? Like now, two and a half million people, and they're bringing nothing with them. Yeah. I mean, they've w- they walked across the border. They just put them in, like, refugee camps. That's what they're doing. And then, I mean, they're trying to do things. This is uh, I mean, I have seen this. This is a – this is just a patchworked plan. So here, right here in Poland, they're coming across the border. They're trying to process them. They're then getting them on buses, and they've – you know, these most of these people are getting on buses. They have no idea where they're going. Mm. They're just trying to get them to some place somewhere. Yeah. So – you know, I think you look at that and you're broken by that. But there's a, there's an episode of Friends, and you're too young to have watched Friends, but people out there, there's an episode of Friends where Phoebe and Joey get in an argument about selfish good deeds. And Joey says there's no such thing as a selfless good deed. That every good deed you do has some selfishness attached to it, right? So Phoebe had her bro- her brother's babies as a surrogate. He's like, how about you having those babies for your brother? She's like, what? I went through pain. He's like, yeah, but didn't you feel good that you were able to bless him with babies? Oh, yeah, I did feel good. See? Selfish good deed. So, like, she she spends all this time trying to find out what's a selfless good deed, you know? Mm. To me, I think you're right. At the end of the day, does Biden care about Ukraine? I don't know. But it sure is a convenient way to cram Green New Deal policy down the throats of Americans. Mm. Do we really care about def- defending Defending Ukraine, I don't know, but it sure is a way to launder fourteen billion dollars, and everybody in Congress get a little richer, right? Like, I'm not trying to be so cynical. I just don't. I don't understand. I just there's faces to these people on both sides of the aisle. It's really, really hard to imagine why. If I'm a, if I am a congressman, you talk about the hypocrisy. I'm going to cram green new deals down your throat, but I'm not going to drive an, an EV. Yeah. I'm going to draw us into a conflict in Ukraine, but I'm not sending my son. Like, I got a problem with that. Yeah. Because we know the kids that will be deployed. We know some kids that will be deployed. And you're like, that's just, man, that's just a hard situation. Why is it, why is it, I think we will both agree, there's a tremendous element on behalf of Russia who would love nothing more to see the U.S. step in this conflict.
1: 100%.
0: 100%. And what concerns me is, we know that the U.S. has the greatest military force, but I don't want to be in a conflict with Russia that is backed by China and Iran against, you know, as the as leading the effort when it's not in our backyard. Yeah. And you talk about World War III happening. I think that would be it. And it just is. It's just very eerie that China and Iran seem to be very quiet, that basically Russia is negotiating a new nuclear deals with Iran. I mean, there's just, man, it's just, it's just fishy. I don't like it. Mm. And I don't know I don't know where we go from here because mm. now what if these bio labs do exist in Ukraine? Oh, here we go. I mean, the, the bio labs do exist. <laughs> they do exist. Uh, and if you search it up
1: like I did last night and again this morning, uh, what you will see is that the U.S. has denied any association with these biolabs. Uh, hold
0: pause after accidentally after accidentally testifying before Congress, giving an update on the biolabs, but here's and then coming out and saying, whoa, 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 hold on. But here's the funny thing here's what, here's what we meant. Here's the funny <laughs> thing,
1: though, if you look it up. That's all you see. Disinformation. Disinformation. Correct.
0: You literally see.
1: You've got to like look it up right when they say correct. it. Correct. You know. You see. If
0: you wait too long, it's over. You can't it's find it's that. It's disinformation campaign by Russia. <laughs> yes. Russia put out that the U.S. has bio labs, and China Ex- comes
1: out and they and they support Russia in
0: that claim. Correct. Except that in 2005, President Obama spearheaded an agreement to create these bio labs, very similar to the Wuhan Institute for dangerous pathogens and lo and behold where is the one that is responsible for the most dangerous biological pathogens oh it's in the port city of odessa oh if you go look on a map right now fox news has been putting it up and you look at the red area on the coast of ukraine russia has ceased all of the areas except oh odessa hmm that's interesting there's two other known Biolab places. One is in Lviv and one is in Kiev. Wow. In fact, shocker. In fact, coincidence, uh, if you go look, uh, the. Uh, we could we, we could see. I don't know if we could post this to our Twitter page or not because it would probably get taken down. But what is it? Uh, Tell me about uh, it. I'll send you the link later. In October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three, the U S. actually entered into a treaty with Ukraine for these bio labs. Uh, they were to study epidemiology and different uh, biological weapons uh, that could be used basically the united states was trying to get a handle on any development that could be used for biological weapons and the three labs were in lviv odessa and ukraine basically there's the they're the wuhan labs and the articles talk about that the united states will provide 15 15 million dollars materials training services assistance and who led the charge of this well it was the u.s department of defense now the white house has argued these are leftover soviet labs it remains to be seen but here's what i would just warn people there's more than meets the eye and what has been so hard with just these these videos is man it is heartbreaking and it is gut-wrenching to watch war used to be blind you know we heard about it when soldiers came back and so we were at the mercy of it. Now it's just a very different situation. So, yeah, we will continue to monitor it and see how it plays out. I think, what do you do now? You pray for the people of Ukraine. You pray for our administration because I, I, I remember in my Cold War classes, we would, uh, you, you, they would talk about during the Cold War. Okay. A couple things would happen. You have both Russia and the United States during the Cold War had their nuclear weapons on high alert, ready to go. So there were times where there was accidental provocation, right? A guy at a nuclear silo in the Dakotas hits a button, the hatch comes open, satellite imagery sees it, and Russia is like, oh, here we go. And fortunately all of those close calls, those accidental things, there were numerous ones. The other country never responded. The other country always responded with benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And as a result, we were assured of mutual destruction. And as a result, the world is still standing today. Mm. So it's important that, that, that's just my, that's just my point, right? So there's intentional aggression. And then there's, there's, um, incidental which means hey you did something you didn't think they would escalate as a response but they did and then there's accidental where hey you did not mean to do anything but you you put your systems on high alert someone actually didn't hit a button and a hatch on a nuclear silo and montana came open russia satellites saw it and they respond with nuclear yeah. weapon right like to me, that's what I'm worried about is that I, I don't think there will be an intentional provocation. But what worries me is we're doing all of these things and we're saying, oh, but no, no, no. The line is the jets. What if Putin says, no, the line is no more missiles, yeah. period. Or no more sanctions, period. You sure are engaged in a lot of things that are war, and you we're haven't sure had Congress vote on poking the it. bear a little bit, you know. A lot bit. A lot bit. With a pointy wooden stick. Skew. So hey, uh in other news, I'm flying to Denver tomorrow. Speaking of Denver, gotta we gotta wear a mask. We could talk about sports. Still uh still <laughs> still on hey, just one something I, I wanted to drop really fast. This is how we're gonna talk about COVID today. The reason <laughs> I'm cu- the reason I'm curious or the reason I struggle with the believability of Congress is, listen to this, 72 senators and 302 members of the House of Representatives cashed campaign checks from the pharmaceutical industry ahead of the 2020 election. Pfizer's political action committee contributed to 228 lawmakers. And here's why I have trouble. Listen to this. Overall, Pfizer contributed $14 million in. In campaign funds the number one recipient was Richard Hudson Republican of North Carolina they gave 7.1 million to Republicans and 6.6 million to Democrats this is what concerns me is by and large both parties are on the take and so you're like hey red wave come on we got to vote all these people out why they're they're both corrupt. Yeah. They're both not telling us the truth. They both have stake in the game. You mean to tell me you go to Washington and you see all these Democrats make billions of dollars off insider information and you would sit there and scrape by in a low rent apartment that you're trying to keep in DC and shuttle yourself back and forth on a commercial plane. And not one time you take advantage of any information. Come on. Man, to me, it's, It's what made Trump so unique, not that he was right, wrong, or indifferent, but it's what made him unique is he was one of the first guys to come along who didn't need a dollar. He didn't need people's money. Yeah. And as a result, you know, he took on whatever was right because he couldn't be bought off and he drove insulin prices down and he drove drug prices down. Why? Because they couldn't buy him off. Yeah. And they're clearly trying to buy both sides. So, why is the vaccine such a huge deal? Well, they made billions and billions and billions of dollars. It cost them $14 million to make hundreds of billions of dollars. It's pretty good ROI. Oh,
1: for sure. For sure. So,
0: to me, that's where we're at. Mass mandate stays intact. Denver did get a new on quarterback. On planes,
1: though. Just on planes, right?
0: All FAA or uh, all government travel. So, uh, what's the rail system that runs the train system? You know the metro yeah I whatever know. it's called there's a federal train system you know i got you federal transportation still have to wear a mask
1: mm,
0: so you're gonna have to wear a mask saturday so close man so close i was confident that they were, how do you have the state of the union address no one wore a mask and you have to turn around and we said uh, which was so staged by the way 400 old people hugging so staged by and i the can't way. get on a plane so
1: staged so stage, hey, Dave, do you, you, got, you want to actually talk about sports, yeah, who was actually there? talk about sports? Yeah,
0: let's hear it. I'm not so, prepared. Let's just let's no, just no. hit me rapid this fire. Is,
1: this is just some stuff that's all just right. been happening.
0: So baseball's back. Baseball's back. In, let's do our quick in depth review of the lockout. I'm gonna hit all the high go points. Go for it. Baseball's back. That's the end of the. That's it. There we go. It's about we didn't really
1: miss much. It was just a battle of rich
0: people. Um, so you have some rich people. Who were mad at some, some millionaires were mad at billionaires. And what I do think, I will say this, what is unique about that lockout, the executive committee voted 8-0 not to end the lockout. That's the richest of the rich players. Uh. The then team representatives voted 26-4 to end the lockout. And so because of the majority, it overruled the executive committee's vote. Boom, lockout over. Take that. This is what we were talking about in the office the other day. The vast majority of players are poor. They're they're not your Zach Grinky or your Max Scherzer or your yeah they're making five hundred what the deal Freddie Freeman will sign yeah like they're they're just getting by yeah and they've been locked out so baseball is back baseball April seventh opening day we'll see some big trades
1: in the NFL world
0: major trades
1: uh, Russell Wilson gets traded to Denver for Drew Lock. Noah Fant and a few first round picks.
0: Yeah, two and two, two Two first round, two second.
1: Yes, something like that. Um, I think it's a huge deal for the Broncos, Uh, and here's why. So they trade Von Miller during the season. I think they get a, I think they get a first round pick, Mm -hmm. and maybe a few uh, like mid round picks. Von Miller's a free agent. Odds are he goes back to Denver. Now you have Russell Wilson, a competent quarterback. With a lot of weapons on the offensive side. Minus a Noah Fant. But you got a good collection of draft picks. and which you can go in. And you can build. I wouldn't say build around. Uh, Russell Wilson. Because he's he's getting older. I mean I think he's got 3 or 4 years left. Um, But. Denver's going to be. Sneaky good next year. And in the years to come. And I think. I think Russell Wilson makes him. Not instant favors. Uh, for Super Bowl, but I think I think they're going to compete for some conference
0: championships. Well, one, what makes it hard is Denver doesn't suck. Yeah, that's the thing. They They have a quarterback. They they have a Super Bowl. They have a Super Bowl already. They had two under Elway, one under Manning. Okay, they got three Super Bowls as a franchise. Maybe there's another one I'm thinking of, but I think Elway won the first two. They won them back to back, the the late nineties. On the other hand, though, uh. Conference championships, so so long as Pat Mahomes is in the AFC West, I don't see the Denver Broncos winning the division. Yep. So, you know, it's hard. Pat Mahomes is a generational quarterback, and you're going to have those. Here's what I think is unique, and it could be the situation with Josh Allen. Is Peyton Manning a Hall of Fame quarterback? Yes. Is he one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game? Top three. Yes, but he played in an era alongside Tom Brady. And you think about those deals, and 90% of the time, Brady won those conference championships and went on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That doesn't, doesn't diminish what Peyton Manning did. He literally was up against the Tiger Woods or the Michael Jordan of his era. Yeah. So, Pat Mahomes is definitely going to be in that conversation. And so, whether it's Josh Allen or whether it's Russell Wilson, it's just going to be part of it. And, yeah, they, they may get some licks here and there. You're ultimately not going to, I don't think, dethrone the Chiefs so long as they can keep that thing together. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a huge upgrade, and it's a great situation for Russell Wilson because the great Northwest, you know, under the Legion of Boom, Pete Carroll, there was a lot of attention up there. Then BLM riots, that whole thing, Antifa, it all yeah. falls apart, and that's the last place on planet Earth I'd want to be living right now. Right, absolutely.
1: So, uh, another trade that I, I saw a few more trades, Khalil Matt gets traded to the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Um, Carson Wentz gets traded to the Commanders, <laughs> which I don't exactly know what the Commanders are doing. Maybe they're just buying a few more years. Uh, um, I don't <laughs> hear me. I don't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. I really don't. No, well, I think he is very. I think he's a very viable. It's quarterback. hard to say. I mean, Carson
0: Wentz was good. Yeah, was
1: they, now he? he hold on. was great. They went. They won the good. Super
0: Bowl, or they went to the Super Bowl.
1: He remember he. Played ten games that year. He was having a oh, MVP season. Oh, and then Nick season. Foles he won the Super Bowl. That's right, and Nick
0: Foles. Yeah, finished the season, and they they beat him. They and beat they the won. Patriots. Yep. yeah Philly special. Philly special. I mean, but the coach that year also no the offensive and coordinator. Then, and then it's and all then it all kind of later, fell apart. Jacksonville throws seventy million dollars at Nick Foles. He plays one game. Exactly, and, it all kind of falls apart. So, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I I'm with you. Can Can Carson Wentz find the magic? It's It's unique being quarterback in the NFL, I don't think anybody understands how hard it is. Yeah. It is so incredibly hard. And so, if you can find think about the NFC East. Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott. It's not it's not crazy. Yeah. You know, it's not like the AFC West. So, it's not it's not out of the blue and hopefully that gives you someone to stop some bleeding while you begin the process of trying to not
1: necessarily rebuilding but
0: uh some other big moves or some releases
1: so the commanders released landon collins the seattle seahawks released bobby wagner shocker surprise still playing at a very high level
0: no i don't think that's surprising if once you trade russell wilson none of that surprises me no
1: but so do you think that they just weren't getting any trade offers for him so they're like we're gonna release yeah i think i money. think that's
0: what the average fan misses is that there's a huge numbers game there's a huge numbers piece to all of that so it's not as simple as like hey he's really good we want to trade him from a cap standpoint it just may be impossible to trade him once you're once he's cut then then his contract's null and void because the nfl doesn't have guaranteed and you can kind of start the process all over again
1: so this is just an opinion this would just be your opinion but so still left on the roster some major names tyler lockett dj metcalf jamal adams like do you think those guys are on the trade block do you think we see those guys i don't know
0: i mean you don't really see uh, aside. i mean what what the what the Dolphins and the Jaguars kind of did, you have you don't really see teams just like you do in baseball, like give it all away and completely start over because the NFL rostering, draft system, scheduling, it's meant to help teams get better without having to tank fully, right? Like, so next year your your system, most people don't understand this, but your 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 schedule, if you're a division winner, you'll play all the other division winners. If you're last place, you play like so the the NFL. Unbalances his schedule for a reason, so it's kind of deceptive, and most people don't see that behind the scenes. But as a result, you can you can rebound pretty quickly. So yeah. I, I don't I don't think like a DK Metcalf. Why would you get rid of him? I mean, he's in a he's 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 on the front end. You could still build around those guys yeah, without okay. having to get rid of them.
1: Okay, yeah. So, so of,
0: did you watch uh
1: did you watch any
0: of the combine? A little bit here and there.
1: Anybody stick out to you?
0: Uh. No, I mean, I, I think what's going to be interesting is the quarterback situation. You got Malik Willis. Do you think Lillis this is a, a
1: down year draft-wise? It's, it's hard
0: to say because I think recently quarterbacks have just been so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Dill's uh, draft classes, and I, I believe we pulled this last year, right, of how many number ones. Just look at this group that just went, Trey Lance, all these like. It's feast or famine, man. And, and guys, I think
1: if I remember, we can go back to the podcast from last year's draft special, but I I had Mac Jones as my top quarterback. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, well, maybe I had Trevor Lawrence and then Mac Jones.
0: Uh, Trevor Lawrence l- looked awful. He did but look the awful, team but awful. the team was awful. Yeah. Mac Jones looked inconsistent, but the team was good. Yeah. To, uh who's not in that draft class but was coming to his first year, inconsistent. You know I mean? There's really just no one – there's no one Trey Lance never even got to play. Um,
1: I feel like you haven't seen a rookie quarterback come in and play very well since we've seen Andrew Luck, maybe Matt Stafford. Andrew
0: Luck is different. I mean, that dude was a freak, Uh, right?
1: Dak Prescott had a pretty good rookie season. It's just
0: not easy. I mean, think – Remember Josh Rosen? He was
1: he was the hype
0: dog. Woo, get him. And he and, was
1: mad when he got drafted, what, like 10 overall, right. 9 overall? So. And now he's – I don't even think he's in a league anymore.
0: It's going to be hard because you got Willis. You've got – I
1: think he is the – I think he's the best quarterback in the You've track. got Matt
0: Corral. I mean, you know, the, and the issue is you've got quarterback needy teams. Do
1: you see we'll, – we'll have a draft special, so don't worry, but do you see uh, Detroit taking a quarterback at two? I don't know. Do you think it's hard to say. I mean, with the old, with old homeboy, Jeff Goff, whatever his uh, name
0: is. It's hard. It's hard to say because um, I
1: think this is the most unpredictable draft class we've had in the past three to five years. Well, I,
0: I just think that's what we're gonna say every year now because it's just. Well,
1: last year's pretty predictable. Like you could tell who was gonna go first.
0: Yeah. Oh no! Remember with. We oh, were, you're right. The, the, Last year the was a little – no, number the three. The quarterbacks went crazy.
1: No, no, no. But, like, those first three picks are always – Mac Jones fell to felt 15. I know because the stupid. I'm telling you, the San Francisco 49ers would have been better off drafting
0: Mac Out Jones. of the blue, they – I mean, look, it's just – you just never know. It's that group think situation. People fall in love with the guy. It's really – it happens. So, yep. we, we will uh, – we'll circle back to that. We'll see. Spring training begins immediately. Basketball, Today. March Madness. This is where this is what we're gonna miss. We're gonna have to figure this out because Selection Sunday is this weekend, man. Bracket games will start Tuesday. Playing games, March Madness starts Thursday. Wow! So we may have to figure out how to get an early broadcast there once the brackets are picked Sunday. Well, yeah, to, because you're gonna be
1: in Denver all week. Yeah, through, I'm gonna be in in Florida all yeah, week. Yeah,
0: we'll have to test out some some remote technology. We'll have to figure it out? Yeah, we'll have to figure so, it out. Well, uh, we'll get you those brackets. They were so awful last time. We'll have to get Brayson back. She was, <laughs> was the only so one. so awful. She was the only one who did anything right. Although,
1: I did I did get three out of the four. Here we four. go.
0: Here we go. But I botched it Your bracket when sucked. it got to there. Your bracket sucked. Yeah. They all suck. They all suck. All brackets. Don't nobody hit up. Has the-
1: anybody ever gotten a have I you think, known I anybody that's the, gotten the perfect no, I bracket? I ha,
0: have never known anyone, but I think it well, has have happened. have
1: seen anybody in recent years? I don't know. I don't think recent years. So unpredictable. Well, great. March Madness is awesome.
0: March Madness is the best. So that's what we'll be tuning in to do, and that's that's why the best part is we're we're back in time to – that's a, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what you don't want to miss, right? The 16 ones, the 15 – like – That's all those games are overlapping. You're just cutting to the buzzer beaters. (laughs) It's the best, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first right off the bat. It's the best. It's the absolute best. It's
1: going to be a painful March madness for me because
0: Alabama's going to be knocked out. Yeah. Well, like going to be,
1: what is so dumb about this Alabama team is they could go on a run and make Elite eight or they could just whiff in the first round. So like dumb. you never know.
0: Is that you care about Alabama basketball to begin with?
1: Well yeah, shouldn't you care about the university that you
0: cheer for? You're
1: uh, just all over you, the place, so you don't even have a say. I
0: cheer for America. I've told you this. Okay. It's been a great <laughs> part. It's been a great <laughs> part. Hey, you know, I was thinking US you sir. brought those uh you brought those uh Kit Kats to the s'mores deal. Hey, what
1: was the best Kit Kat? Oh, Reese's, Reese's. Reese's. Mm-hmm. But
0: what I was thinking about it while I was eating the Kit Kat there at the s'more table because I couldn't make my marshmallow because my knuckles were on fire. Isn't that a weird name for a candy bar? Kit Kat.
1: Yeah. And then I, I
0: started see. thinking about candy bars, and I thought, How do they? Candy bars name? have just weird names in general. Snickers, Hershey's. Hershey's. Well, that's a name. That's a last name. Yeah, but still Reese's, Reese's. You know, it's just... Can you uh, think of a... Twix. What about
1: Wampers. <laughs> uh What's that cow one? You know what I'm talking about? It's like Chick-fil-A. the... Chick-fil-A. <laughs> moo. But it's like the, the cow straw or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? No. They're discussing. Anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Still a weird
0: name. Is there a weird... Is there the weirdest candy Skittles? bar <laughs> Yeah. m um, and I wouldn't say M&M's a weird about name. How about Milky Way? Who thought... Oh,
1: Three Musketeers? Well... I don't know, those weird, but it's weird to call a candy bar three
0: musketeers. Mounds? I mean there's a million. Just Payday. <laughs> it's just strange, right? <laughs> just oh, strange. Oh man. To Lerone? I mean what? where do these come from? Rolos? Yeah. All good names. So you're out there you want to hit us Are, up. I, maybe I you should put that names. maybe you should put that poll up. You should put that on a, a poll. What's the do weirdest? A, do a Twitter poll. What's the weirdest? We'll get three votes.
1: What's the weird uh,
0: we're way past time? We got to go. I got work to do today. So and, I got and work the day girls day. got early dismissal, so I got an hour to get work done. Hey, have a great weekend wherever you're going across this great land of ours. We appreciate you tuning in, checking out this latest edition of Dangerously Wrong. Share it with a friend. Like it. Five stars. Give us a review. We'd love to read one on a on the show if anybody leave a review. Give us uh give us a review at the DW underscore podcast. Maybe just maybe today we've been dangerously wrong, but there is a chance we've been dangerously right. We would love for you to dig in, make a decision. Have a wonderful week. We'll catch you next week. Bye.